Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book Revelation. We are ready to read chapter 4. Now last time we read chapter 3. And that was the final letters to the churches. Again, I believe all those letters should be taken as personal um, examinations for ourselves. Personal things that we need to look at and say, are we doing that? Are we doing this? And we need to really look at those seriously. I think it's important that we do that. <clears throat> so, anyway, so now we're going to move on. This is Revelation chapter 4. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. After this, I looked. Now, remember, this is John. This is um, the Apostle John, who is the witness to this and who is telling us this. So, that's who is speaking here. After this, I looked, and behold, a door standing open in heaven. And the first voice which I had heard, like the sound of a war trumpet speaking with me, said, Now this is the voice of the Lord. Come up here, and I will show you what must take place after these things. At once I was in special communication with the Spirit, and behold, a throne stood in heaven with one seated on the throne. Now this would be God. And he who sat there appeared like the crystalline sparkle of a jasper stone and the fiery redness of a sardius stone. Let's see. And encircling the throne, there was a rainbow that looked like the color of an emerald. Twenty-four other thrones surrounded the throne, and seated on these thrones were twenty-four elders dressed in white clothing with crowns of gold on their heads. Now I want to back up here for a moment. Notice that the Lord wants to show, John wants to show us something, so he says, Come up here and I will show you what must take place. And he brings him up to heaven. We, this is how we need to see things. We need to see things from the perspective of heaven, from God's perspective. That's how we need to look at things. If we're to have a chance of uh, understanding, you know, I, I know we have limited understanding compared to God, but if we want to have a chance to understand as much as we can, we need to see things from God's viewpoint. You know, we need to see things from his viewpoint. He's sitting on his throne, watching over us all, trying to, you know, well, not trying. He is. He's actively, you know, taking care of us. You know, he's watching over us from his throne. Now, notice, too, that um, there is a rainbow that looks like the color of an emerald. So it's like a green rainbow encircling the throne. And I thought... That was interesting. Um, the fact that uh, he's described like the appearance of a jasper and a sardius stone. These were um, these were supposed to indicate royalty, you know, and God being royalty, being the ruler of all. And then the 24 elders dressed in white with crowns of gold on their heads. I mean, this would, this would definitely be, um, it says 24 elders. So, you know, all the, I would think, 
12 of these would at least be the apostles. You know, and then maybe Paul, and I'm not sure who all would be included in this, but that's that was my immediate thought. Is that valid? Is that true? It doesn't say. So I'm not going to, but I'm just going to tell you that was my thought. I thought, oh, well, 12 of these would surely be the apostles. So that's just my thought. That, that doesn't necessarily mean that is true. So um, again, a lot of imagery, a lot of things here that I may not, you know, fully be able to explain. But I did want to note that he calls, the Lord calls John up to see things from the viewpoint of heaven to show him what must come. And it's from that viewpoint of God, the viewpoint of the Lord. All right. So I'm going to continue on. This is more about the throne. From the throne came flashes of lightning and rumbling sounds and peals of thunder. Seven lamps of fire were burning in front of the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And in front of the throne there was something like a sea or a large expanse of glass, like the clearest crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living creatures who were full of eyes in front and behind, seeing everything and knowing everything that is around them. The first living creature was like a lion, and the second creature like a calf or an ox. The third creature had the face of a man, and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle. Now, I want to mention they have a note here. Jewish tradition suggests that the four standards of the tribal triads depicted these images. The triad led by Judah the lion, the triad led by Reuben the man, and the triad led by Ephraim the ox, the triad led by Dan the eagle, meaning that the tribes, the twelve tribes, were grouped into four triads, four groups of three, and that Judah the lion led one, and Reuben the man led one, and um, Ephraim, I'm probably not saying that exactly correctly, the ox, and then Dan was considered the eagle. So, so the implication here is that this somehow represents them. I don't know that. I'm just telling you what the note here says and what um, they're talking about as far as what it's one possibility. Let me put it that way. Anyway, so this would then, in that case, you know, if that were the case, then this would be a representation of the 12 tribes of Israel for the ones who believe and worship God. All right. <clears throat> and the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes all over and within, underneath their wings. And day and night they never stop saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the Omnipotent, the Ruler of all, who has and who is, no, who was and who is and who is to come, the unchanging eternal God. Whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanksgiving to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the twenty-four elders fall down before him who sits on the throne, and they worship him who lives forever and ever, and they throw down their crowns before the throne, saying, 
Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power, for you created all things, and because of your will they exist and were created and brought into being. Now that is the end of chapter 4. Chapter 4 is fairly short, and it's just about what John is seeing here in heaven in the throne room and the worship that is going on. So, the uh, if if the imagery is correct, then the, the believing children of Israel who are worshiping God, they worship God, and then the 24 elders, which I think would most likely represent like the apostles and other leaders of possibly Gentile, um, of the Gentiles' faith, they too would worship God. You know, it, it shows a worship from from all, from all people. It shows a worship from the Israel, the Jews, from the Israelites, and, and worship from the Gentiles' men. Now, you know, the other men, the other, I guess, nations or churches in the world, or the other leaders of those that represent the Gentiles. So that's just a thought. Again, this is imagery, and that is just a thought of that imagery. It may or may not be exactly right. Um, There are a lot of things you can read, and there's a lot of ideas about a lot of this. Some of this makes more sense than others. Um, I was not really familiar with the idea of the triads of the Jews. So I remember a lot of times when I was younger and I read this, I had no idea what this was supposed to represent. Um, I'm kind of assuming that maybe this is at least, you know, basically true, basically correct. But again, with this imagery and these things, it would be easy to misunderstand or misconstrue something. So I'm really trying to look for things that we can use and apply practically to us. Now, in such a way, thinking about this from that sense, you know, this goes back to we should be worshiping and thanking God because He is holy and He is the Almighty. He's the one who was and is and is to come. The unchanging, eternal God. He is our God. He is the one who has created us, who has made all things possible. Look at what the elders say. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive the glory and the honor and the power. For you created all things, and because of your will they exist, and were created and brought into being. We should always remember that our Lord, our God, is the creator of everything. They are our source for everything. God, we only exist, we only have what we have because it was God's will to create and bring these things into being. With, you know, um, there's, there's, uh, there's scripture that says without him, without the Lord, we can do nothing. Well, without God, we would literally be nothing. We would not exist. There would not be anything. So, you know, we should be very thankful and and we should praise the Lord for that. We should always think about that and remember that. That is, without Him, not only can we not do anything, we would not be anything. We would not exist. We would not have anything. Nothing would exist. So, it's 
it's just something extremely important to remember in our everyday walk that we are grateful and thankful to our God and Father for creating us, for taking care of us, and creating all this for us. So, that is Revelation chapter 4. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. The Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.